Afternoon, apes, and happy Tuesday to everybody out there. I am so sorry for missing you guys on the lives yesterday. I'm sure you guys were all just dying to see us again and probably didn't know what to do with your day without the Daily Peels live stream. I mean, it's definitely going to be a tough one when we don't come on there, but hey, either way, do apologize. I think I've managed to fix my schedule now where we should be going at a consistent time every day, uh, but I don't know what you guys expect from me here. going to try my best going forward, but We'll see. Certainly no promises. But either way, very glad to be with you guys here today. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. As you guys can see, I have made it all the way to Iceland. That volcano did start erupting on Monday, I think. I think it was yesterday or last night or something. I'm not a scientist, but I just really wanted to come see this lava. It's pretty cool stuff that's going on. So if we go ahead and check out some of the uh, kind of live news that's been going on about this volcano, we're not going to look at that live news. That's a little bit... Too controversial for us over here, but let's go ahead and take a look at what's going on. Looks like the lava flow is starting to slow down a little bit. Honestly, that's kind of lame here, but either way, it says what we're looking at is a kind of live reporting from CNN that's telling us that the lava flow is slowing to a quarter of what it was yesterday. Either way, still pretty sick to see a volcano going off. You know that we had to go over here and check things out for the day. Uh, we did have to leave the Daily Peel Global Headquarters. Also, everybody go buy Warmies. I have no idea what this is, but that thing was absolutely adorable. I bet your mom would love that as a Christmas present. But so that that stops, I'm going to go ahead and X right out of that tab there. Nobody gets free advertising for the Daily Peel. Let's go over into today's edition. All right, apes. Today is, what day is it? Tuesday, December 19th. It is 12.18 p.m. We're getting off to a hot start with markets today. Everything's looking all right. Indices are up just a little bit. We're getting a few big movements from names like Fuel Cell and UBS, my old company, actually. Uh, so we'll be talking about those names tomorrow. We'll be talking a lot about the housing data that we got out. But before we step on more of our content for tomorrow, let's get into Daily PL number 609. We were talking about everything that moved markets yesterday, and that's going to be translating into moving markets today. And that started out with, of course, we're getting a little bit of breathing room in the housing market. You know, I've been trashing on the housing market for the past two years for the past 10 years it feels like quite honestly but we're finally starting to see a little bit of breathing room so we're getting good news too we're going to go in and check that out and realize that all of us 20 somethings out there might actually have a shot at purchasing a home within the next three to five decades so either way that was great to see we got a lot of movement from us steel and adobe and movement in the wrong direction from sun power and vf corp we'll go ahead and check that out and then we got to talk about what everybody's been talking about here a year and the Magnificent Seven, it has been their market and nothing else. We'll get into that just a little bit further below. But as you guys can see, markets were off to a fairly decent day yesterday. Only four of the 11 S&P sectors actually uh, gained on the day, but that still translated to gains across pretty much every single index out there. And I say pretty much because the stock moved 0.00% because it was such a small amount of bips that it didn't actually justify that one basis point, but they still rose just a tiny bit there. So... Obviously, we were very glad to see that. If we go ahead and down and take a look at some banana bits here, uh, it looks like the U.S. Navy is getting called into the Red Sea. There's a lot of piracy going on. Some, you know, a, a lot of those terrorist groups are starting to try to ruin your Christmas and try to stop St. Nick, a.k.a. the world's largest corporations, from delivering your Christmas presents to yourself and your loved ones, um, and also probably your hated ones. I mean, it's always funny to give somebody that you hate a nice, funny present, especially for Secret Santa. I know it's my favorite thing to do. I can't say who I have in my secret Santa here because I'm pretty sure he's watching it right now. But, hey, we'll see what happens this week. Now, that scumbag founder of Nikola, you guys remember Trevor Milton, right? You remember Nikola? He was the guy who essentially put a truck on wheels and rolled it down the mountain and tried to say that it was being powered by hydrogen. That scumbag is going to be joining Sam Bankman-Fried in prison. 
This guy actually got sentenced yesterday to four years. So if you get four years for just pretending that a little truck is rolling down a hill, imagine what SBF is going to get when you steal $8 billion from customers. Hopefully it's double that. Hopefully it's more than five times that. I mean, I want to see that guy rotting like Bernie Madoff, but we'll see what happens. Also, we've been hearing a lot of noise about the UAW and the strikes that were going on earlier this year. Tesla employees are not part of the UAW, but to make sure that they stay that way, Elon and Tesla are striving to pay them some hefty sums of money, basically bribing them to not form a union there. But hey, that's stuff we love to see. I mean, you know what? I'm actually not going to say anything else on that. Let's go ahead and take a look at some housing market CPR. So basically, everybody knows that the housing market has been absolute trash since COVID and especially since J-Pow started his rate hiking nuclear bombing campaign. So we... Finally got a little bit of breathing room yesterday. We were able to clear through some of the rubble from those bonds and see a little bit of change going forward. Before we get into what we actually wrote, let's go ahead and take a look at some mortgage rate trends. This is from Freddie Mac. Uh, there's a lot of different sources that are going to tell you about mortgage rates and everything. They're all a little bit different, but hey, let's go ahead to the government source because obviously the government is definitely trustworthy, right? I mean, who knows there? But as we can see, over the past five years, mortgage rates have spiked to new highs. It really is new highs. It's about... Uh, pre-GFC days right around 2007, 2006-ish. But if we go ahead and zoom in a little bit more over the past year, we can see they've absolutely skyrocketed. In the past three years, they have just about almost four times tier from about 2% down to the absolute lowest. But if we go ahead into the final piece, we can see that we're actually starting to get some wiggle room here. Mortgage rates are starting to come down just a bit from the highs of 7.79% all the way down to a nice 6.9%. If you're out there with a 6.9% mortgage, I think I might rather have that just for the means than like a 4% one. But speaking of 4% mortgages, there are still 32 million spoiled, rotten Americans out there that have mortgages under 4%. I couldn't be more jealous if I tried of those people. And so it's no wonder why they don't want to sell their homes. That's really what's going on here is we have boomers, Gen X, all of our parents pretty much. So the fact that they're refusing to sell a home is killing the odds of you getting into your own. I think personally you should go in and kick them out if you still live with them. Even if they're only 40 or 50, it's time to hit the nursing home because you need a place of your own here. Now, of course, 2023 is still said to be one of the lowest years in terms of existing home sales. Existing homes in the U.S. make up about 80 to 85% of the market. If we go ahead and take a look at the existing home sales over the past year or so, we can see it's been nothing but a steady downtrend. But it only gets worse when we expand to the 25-year mark. We can see that we're at near all-time lows for this reading since at least we've been keeping track of this data. Maybe not all-time lows. I probably should have expanded the chart before I said that. But century-level lows here, It's we're down to the 4 million range, which we haven't been since about, what would you guys say that is, like 94, 95? And, I mean, the economy was booming then. It was doing pretty well throughout the 90s. But we had a much smaller population at the time, so it is really sad to see this decline here. But... Only 4.1 million homes are expected to change hands. We actually did get some housing data today, but before we start stepping on all of our content like we usually do, we're going to talk about that tomorrow, so definitely stay tuned. We'll see you guys back there again. Let's get into some of the stock action of the day. So U.S. Steel has been in a bidding war over the past couple of days here. There's been a lot of different names that have thrown out, uh, you know, different bids, different share amounts, and everything like that. But essentially what happened yesterday is there was a winner declared. And that winner was Nippon Steel. You probably don't know Nippon Steel because I sure as hell did yesterday. So let me go ahead and take a look at the list of the largest steel producers. Wikipedia, one of the great resources out there. It's probably the best website of all time. So here we see Nippon Steel. They're the ones who actually won the bidding war for uh, U.S. Steel. And then we have to scroll all the way down 
to the number 24 spot. This is the United States Steel Corporation. This used to be the largest company in the world, full stop, hands down the biggest corporation of all time when it originally kind of came out. Now, obviously, that's not the case anymore. American Steel, definitely not looking so hot over the past couple of years. There's been a lot of outsourcing on that front. So not a whole, not a huge surprise to see that gets sold to another one of our Asian commodity overlords. And so it's always great to see those countries take more control of the resources here in the United States. That definitely feels good for national security. Moving on down to Adobe, much less related to national security, but still has to do with the government here. Basically, Adobe's $20 million purchase of Figma that really got markets popping over the past year or, you know, a year ago or so, whenever it was announced, kind of breathed life back into the SaaS market that big deals could still be made like this. They slapped a $20 billion acquisition onto that thing. Uh, investors thought that was way too high. They were ready to throw up at the idea of paying that amount for Figma. But thankfully, thanks to the government, that's not going to happen anymore. They went ahead and called it off because of regulatory scrutiny here and clearly Adobe needs to get a new divorce lawyer because despite the fact that the deal isn't going through, they're still going to have to set a billion dollars on fire and send it over to Figma for a breakup fee. I don't know if that's necessarily, uh, you know, like child care payments or if it's an alimony figure, but either way, they definitely need a better lawyer on their side. If we go ahead and down and look at Sun Power here. The Sun is the biggest thing that I can possibly think of, but... It's still not enough to keep sun power going. You know, we were told that the sun is never going to go extinct or at least in four and a half billion years. Companies that are derivatives of the sun clearly don't get that same benefit. So the solar panel maker sun power absolutely plummeted, lost about a third of its market value yesterday because they basically came out with a release and said, hey, we're not going to make it too much longer here. So the company came out and basically said uh, they, they issued a going concern warning because what happened was, they delayed their quarterly financial reporting, and in one of their bond covenants that they've issued, they basically stated that if we delay financial reporting, that's cause for default, or the lendee can demand immediate repayment. And so that's exactly what they're kind of expecting to happen. They basically said, if immediate repayment is demanded, this thing is going kablooey. It is definitely going to be gone. But let's go ahead down and take a look at every hipster's favorite company. That's, of course, going to be the F Corp. So these guys make things like North Face and Vans that all those kids in your middle school would wear. And then these were the exact same kids that would never change for gym class or anything like that. So definitely a lot of uh, hipster vibes coming off here. But the market was not liking that yesterday, down almost 8% on the day. Because essentially what happened is uh, VF Corp came out and they basically said that they had suffered a cyber attack recently. And so this is one form of bullying that we can definitely get behind, getting punished for not having the proper uh, cyber controls to protect your customers' information, you should get bullied over that. You should get punished over that, and we are here for it. So VF Corp down almost 80% on the day. But let's go ahead and get into the fun stuff. So we have been seeing some absolutely gravitational returns in equity markets this year. I don't really need to tell you this, but oh my God, this is the blurriest chart of all time. I am so sorry for making you guys look at that. But thankfully, I already have this chart pulled up over here. Shout out to the Wall Street Journal. I'm pretty sure we're not uh, violating any copyright issues or anything here, but this is 100% from the WSJ, so appreciate them for the chart. But as you guys can see, the Magnificent 7 have absolutely dominated the S&P 500. This is the index overall. This is the other 493 companies. This is the S&P. So seven stocks now officially make up 30% of the S&P 500, the world's largest and most followed stock index. Now, the index has surged 24% this year, but if we look at an equal weighting chart, Basically, this means instead of Apple taking up 7% because it has a $3 trillion market cap, it takes up the exact same amount as the smallest company, something like Nielsen or something that's way down into the 490s in that range. They all make up the exact same amount. That's up 
barely 10.5% so far this year, speaking again to the dominance of large caps. That's why we call it gravitational returns, because if you're on space, if you're a planet and you start to amass mass, you are going to gain more mass simply because you have more mass. The gravity gets stronger and attracts more to come to you. And that's exactly what we're seeing in the stock market. Basically, nobody wanted to go into bonds while they were being obliterated by rate hikes. So investors started to use large cap tech stocks as bonds. The larger they get, the more secure they are. So the more money they get, and thus the larger they get, and the cycle just continues. But I don't know if the WSJ or we did a great job explaining exactly how large these companies are. It is absolutely ridiculous, the size of these things. They are larger than countries' stock markets over here. If we go ahead and take a look down at this chart, again, from the Wall Street Journal, shout out to the WSJ, the Magnificent Seven, they are larger than all four of these uh, countries' economy, or these countries stock markets combined. We don't even need the seven companies to get there. We only need the first five, Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, NVIDIA, and Alphabet. So those are larger than the second, third, uh, sixth, and seventh largest GDPs on the entire planet. Absolutely ridiculous growth. Who knows what's going to happen going forward? And that was really the big question of the day. Is the Mag7 going to continue to pull markets with them, going to continue that gravitational strike going into next year? Or what else is going to happen? Who's going to be the next Mag7 10, 20, 50 years from now? We have no idea, but it's definitely interesting to see. Maybe a good question to be asking yourself when you're deciding these long-term investments. What's going to be the next Mag7? Let's go ahead and look at the millionaire or quote of the day. So I'm already reading the quote, Wise Investor says. We actually do have a wise investor today, Mr. James Pierpont Morgan. I believe that's what JP stands for. But he said, millionaires don't use astrology, billionaires do. This is speaking to the fact that billionaires can do weird shit that millionaires can't do. Kind of like when Kanye was a billionaire, RIP to that. When he came out and said, billionaires don't wear chains, only millionaires do. Uh, so it was very much the same vibe here. Now, okay. Let's see if we have any questions that we can address here as well. I'm trying to get better at responding to you guys' questions, but looks like somebody's asking, what market, what websites do you use to stay updated on the market? That is a great question. It's a different combination of things, but some really great ones out there. Uh, I think I've shown you guys Finviz before. That's a great one. Coifin is another phenomenal one, especially for keeping up on broad market movements, as well as things like, uh, uh, like the, the economic calendar that Coifin has. Zax provides a great kind of earnings calendar as well. CNBC does a really good job covering pretty much everything. They give you basically the kind of most simplified version of it, whereas a source like the Wall Street Journal or the Financial Times will go a little bit deeper. Uh, but those really are the best starting points. Finviz, Coifin, it'll give you an idea of what people are talking about and what actually matters. But don't sleep on Twitter either. If you curate a good X feed where you're following actual good people and news sources and shit like that that matters, not just these scam artists that are promising you you know, like crypto returns or some kind of pyramid scheme or something like that. They do a really good job of showing you the most important news. Uh, do yeah, that's a great question here. Doesn't look like we have anything else super pressing today, but hey, much appreciated and hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day. Appreciate you guys joining us on the live here today. Looks like we've got a lot of action going on. So hopefully we see the same thing tomorrow. We should be a little bit earlier in the day, maybe about an hour or so earlier. We hope to see you guys then and thanks for joining. Happy trading to all you apes out there. Shout out to Iceland for the sick-ass volcano, too. I mean, this thing is absolutely just spewing lava. I thought we were about global warming here, or global cooling. I thought it was what we were trying to do. But clearly, Iceland is on a different path from us. they got to plug this thing up, but we'll see what goes on there. Either way, lesson of today's live stream, volcanoes are sick. And we will see you guys tomorrow. Once again, happy trading. And thanks to you, my listeners at Wall Street Oasis. 
If you have any suggestions whatsoever, please don't hesitate to send them my way, patrick at wallstreetoasis.com. Until next time.